Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Battleground Podcast. This is the podcast for Christian young men who are fighting to have sexual integrity while living in a hypersexualized culture. I'm your host, Wesley Reinhardt, and this is episode 18 called My Story. In it, I'll talk about my testimony of sexual integrity, where I've been in the past, where I am now, and the things that God has taught me over the years about what it means for me to walk with Him. Let's dive in. Hey, thank you for tuning in today. So if you've been here before, you've probably noticed a big difference. We have a new name, first off, and a new cover picture. So uh, the rebrand project, I think, was a success. Well, we haven't done most of it yet, but at least we have the the name and the picture that we were looking for. So uh, the name has been changed to the Battleground Podcast, and it is still the the podcast for Christian young men who are fighting for sexual integrity while living in a hypersexualized culture. And I think it rolls off the tongue a little bit easier, and I think it describes well uh, what we're trying to do here is, is build men who can engage in spiritual warfare, who can fight, who are aware of the attack that's coming at them, specifically from the just the hypersexualized culture. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about all of this, and you can now look for the Battleground podcast instead of Passion for Purity, although those episodes will still remain up. Uh, we have just done a name change. Uh, so with that being said, one... One thing that I've wanted to characterize the podcast with and have more of are just open conversations from young men, with young men, to young men, uh, to encourage each other in this this fight for sexual integrity. And, well, this is hard for several reasons. One, um, that's something that we as a church, especially from the more conservative circles, have not done good at is having a transparent and real conversations because no one really wants to talk about porn. No one really wants to say the word masturbation. Uh, it's much easier just to say, hey, you know, watch your lust and and stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't believe that helps. And I believe that with the pervasiveness of sexual attacks, you know, all around the world today, uh, all in our world today, I think we need to be just of just as open and honest, encouraging each other. So, um, to have these these honest conversations, so that we as young men can hear, okay, I'm not the only one uh, fighting against these things. I'm not the only one tempted uh, by these things, and and hopefully encourage each other to walk with Christ more and bring uh, you know all of our fleshly desires uh, under His will to obey. So. Who better to start, I thought, than uh, if I can set the tone here by sharing where I've been. And again, I'll say from the onset, this is not this is not for shock value um, or to impress anyone or or to brag about progress because that's <laughs> none of that is the point. Um, I, I just want to be open about the struggles that I faced at different times um, and so that it can be an encouragement to you today, this week, when you wake up to to fight for sexual integrity. Um, and I, I'll also include one more caveat. This is not this is not accountability for me. I have a, a pastor and coworker and then some other guys in my church I I have these conversations for myself with uh, on a regular basis. But so I this isn't something that I'm I'm coming to clear my conscience on a podcast or or do a confessional. No, I, I have that in my local church, but again I just want this to to encourage um, whoever's out there. So, uh, where to start? 
all the way back at the beginning, I guess. Uh, I was born into a, a Christian home and a ministry home in a conservative uh, Baptist school and church in uh, northwest Indiana, and then saved around the age of six, and we moved to Wisconsin to another um, similar deal in a lot of ways, a, a conservative school, church, college, and uh, my parents were on staff. Uh, my dad is a teacher in, uh, at a college, and and so I grew up going to a, a Christian school, um, and I think like most guys, around fourth grade, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, that that subtle switch starts to happen where one day you you think girls are full of cooties, awful, weak, and gross, and then the next day you're like, wait a minute, what's happening to me? I I think I like her, um, and so I I can remember that that phase. Uh, what a time of life, right? That pre-puberty. Um, adolescent <laughs> where your body starts to change and you're like, what is going on? Um, so yeah, that was around fourth or fifth grade. And I can remember right around fifth grade then, I, I'm so grateful to my mom and my, you know, my parents. I got, I guess, the, the traditional talk, although I had uh, started to pick up on some of those things from other places. Um, and I, man, I can remember my mom, it was in fifth or sixth grade, there was a day where we were at my house, and, and she put her hand on my shoulder, and she said, Wesley, there's going to be a day when there's going to be pornography in front of your eyes. It's going to come, and you're going to have to make a choice. Am I going to to take a second look and indulge, or am I going to look away? And she said, you'd better look away, or it's going to cost you everything. And and so, one, I, I pause and say, I'm grateful to God for giving me parents who cared, and they they absolutely did. And that talk alone saved me from a lot. It did not save me from everything. And I, I still failed in many ways. But those words still ring in my ears to this day. So um, one, I'm thankful that I had I had Christian parents who cared. Um, so, you know, time continues to, to go on. And around seventh grade was the first time where I, I sought out some softcore sexual images. Um, I really didn't even know where to look. I was on a, a friend's computer, and I, I looked up and, and I stared at, at some softcore pornography. And like any guy knows, I'm sure, I'm sure nearly everyone can draw that first image um, where there's just innocence that is lost, and, and, and it's seared onto your mind forever. Um, and, and so I can remember that happening then. And, and just feeling such incredible guilt in the days after that, thinking, what have I done? Um, I, you know, I've, I've lost something here. And, and thankfully, that didn't happen then with regular, regularity. I could say that was kind of a, a, a irregular occurrence. And I know that it doesn't happen the same way for everyone. Um, but I failed then. And it was about that time then, or shortly thereafter, uh, I was with my friends at school, and and they started talking about, man, you got to jerk off, which at that time I I did not know what that was, um, but as as my body began to change and I began to notice, hey, wait a minute, when I when I think about certain images or I look at certain things, um, then my body reacts, and and so again talking with friends and and middle school, I soon figured out what masturbation was and and how my body worked. Now I, I can also say that when I first figured it out, I I wasn't I wasn't loaded down with a bunch of hardcore sexual images. 
Um, many times it was just innocence, like, wow, look what my body's doing. And, and as time went on, I definitely started to lose that innocence and, and realize the connection between pleasure and thinking on sexual images and the physical reaction um, and, and having an, an orgasm. And so that, that took hold, um, and that's what I began to struggle with every, really every week, uh, sometimes several times a week. And as time went on, right, and, and being with my friends more and seeing more, learning more about sex and life, um, I, I began to grow more and more ensnared to, to these images that I would collect and then, um, and then to the physical release of masturbation. Now, again, I, I wasn't looking or seeking out pornography, um, but you know how it is. You live in a world where there's just sexually charged images everywhere, and it's not hard to take a mental snapshot and, uh, and, and use it later. And so that's the pattern I found, I found myself falling into. And for my high school years, um, man, that was a, a tremendous struggle. Um, you know, every few days, and, and you, you probably know the cycle of, of you, you're tempted you try to fight, you can't, you fall, incredible pleasure for a few minutes, and then incredible guilt for a day or two after that, and, and full of promises to God, and, and I'll never do that again, and swearing it off, and then a few days later, the the same thing happens. Um, and I, I'll just say, it's it was incredibly exhausting spiritually. That sin, guilt, promises, back to sin, to guilt, to, to more resolve, to more broken promises. It's like it's spiritual suffocation. And and looking back now, two things. One, I, I wish I would have understand God's love or or the gospel applied to my sin cycle. Um because it, it very easily turned into uh if I don't do this, then I can earn my good favor with God. But if I do this, then he's angry and upset. And since I've done it so many times, he obviously, he can't love me. He can't use me. Um, but I know that's not true. And I know that his love is infinitely greater uh, than I can imagine. And it's not dependent on my performance. And yet that was the lie I bought. And I, I still fight that today um, in, in different areas of my life. So one, I wish I would have had a better understanding of that, especially in high school. And I'll say two, part of that was a growing up in a, a more conservative background where it it was more rules and more law. Um, not that there was never grace, but it was just, it was more due rather than done. Uh, so I, I don't think that helped at all. Uh, and, and one more observation then about this, the struggle with masturbation, I could easily justify my sin um, and say, at least I'm not looking at porn. I'm, I'm not seeking out images online. Like I know many people are doing and, and even early on, I would say, well, this is just a, a weird thing that my body does. I don't, I don't know if this is really sin. But like I said, those were, those were things I used to justify um, my lustful habits. And, and so as time went on, I knew more and more, this is, this is not a gray area, Wesley. You are sinning. You're, you're thinking on images. And even when there are times that I weren't, um, it was still putting myself deep into the red zone. And so I, I remember thinking... At when I was around 18 or 19, um, this this just isn't talked about, and I I've got to be I've got to be the only one like who has a problem with this. And and again, who wants to say I've been masturbating? No one wants to say that. <laughs> um, it's it's an awful word. It's a big word, and 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 we don't say it much. And so 
where was the outlet? Um, I could say that my parents, again, were faithful to to check in, and I would have some conversations with with my parents about lust, and and some of those were shallow. It's awkward at, at times, but I'm grateful to them for for at least asking me and continuing to say, you Wesley, are you struggling with pornography? And I, I could honestly say no, and yet I was still struggling with with so much lust, mental porn, um, even if it wasn't finding it on a computer. So freshman year of college um, was a, a big turning point. Um, not that thing changed instantly, but here's what happened. My, my family had gotten into long-distance running. My dad had had uh, run a half marathon and then pulled us us boys into it. And so I was training for a 50K, which is a, about a 32-mile race with my older brother. He and I were going to go all 32 miles together. So we had like a 22-mile training day. And and while we were you know running and talking and uh, talking about everything in life, sports and whatnot, um, we talked about spiritual things. And and I, I told him, <laughs> I'm... I said, I'm struggling with this cycle of masturbation. I just feel awful like God doesn't love me and he can't use me. And that was that was the first time I ever used the word masturbation in a conversation with another guy. Um and we talked, and turns out he was in he was in a lot of the same boat. And and so, man, that was like a a breath of fresh air onto my spiritual life to, to finally bring that sin into the light. Um, wow, that was so life-giving. And, and you know, nothing changed quickly, <laughs> really, not for a while. Um, but I remember that was, uh, that was like the first brush of fresh air, fresh air I had had in ages uh, around my, uh, my sexual integrity. And, and so coming away from that day, then I was like, okay, wait a minute. We are we are ministry kids. Like like we grew up in church every time the doors were opened, um, and and both of us were were struggling with this, and so, like if if we're quote unquote the good kids, and again I say I say that in quotes, you know I I think this is an everybody problem or at least an everybody struggle. Why aren't we talking about this in a more direct and open way? It just seems like there's so many hurdles for a young guy to to bring this forward. And, and the isolation factor is something that I know the devil used, like I'm the only one. And I, I think in all of our heads, we would probably say, no, we, we know we're not the only one that struggles with this. And yet that's the lie that the devil sells. And, and man, I bought that for, for just several years of my Christian life. Um, so I, I say that was a, that was one turning point in the right direction was having a conversation with another brother in Christ, um, about lust and not using euphemisms or just staying very shallow as 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 was the the status quo um so that that rolled into freshman year of college and I was still struggling um you know once or twice a week about and sometimes longer sometimes sometimes more and again you know it's kind of that same boxing match where you get up and and you say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to fight here. And then you get beat down and, and, and you're on your ground thinking, well, what am I going to do here? And, and you read the Bible and you go to church and you say, all right, I got to get back up, got to earn God's good favor and, and get knocked out, KO'd again and again. Um, again, so exhausting. So the, the one positive though of that year was I had a conversation with my brother every couple months. Um, and again, it wasn't like we were, wasn't like I was clean all the time, uh, because I wasn't. But <laughs> it was in the light. 
more than it ever was. So that was big. And then after, um, after my sophomore year of college, I traveled with a music team. And this put me, this put me with two other guys uh, for 12 weeks. And we ate together, we traveled together, we sang together, and, and we typically stayed in the same hotel room or at the same host home. So we were together around the clock. And I, I told my buddy, um, hey, look, this is where my struggle is. And, and again, having the, uh, having the courage to, to, again, say the word masturbation and say, look, this is where I'm struggling. I, I so easily justify it because I'm not, like, I'm not on Pornhub every week. I, I've never been there. And yet, uh, and yet I know I'm struggling with lust, but I can't get myself to come to grips with all this. And he said, I'm in the exact same spot. So let's keep each other accountable. And, and I remember I went, I believe, 13 days and that was like the longest I'd been in ages uh, without masturbating. And then there was a night where I was in a host home and, and the thoughts started to come. I started to be, started to be tempted. I listened to some gospel music. I, I tried to read a verse or two. I was laying there on the bed, gripping the mattress with both hands. And, uh, and later that night, I, I gave in. I lost the battle. And, and so I got up the next morning, we were in the van and I was with my two other buddies. I was like, Hey guys, I fell last night. And, and we all talked, we prayed, um, and we kept going. And from there it went to two months, the entire rest of the summer, which was again, the longest, the longest that I've been in years in five or six years. Um, and like, I don't know how to describe the, it just felt like I was getting oxygen again. Um, spiritually there was so much passion there when when this incredible guilt wasn't hitting me every 3 days uh and what a time well naturally the the summer came to an end or tour came to an end and i had that 3 or 4 weeks in between uh my summer activities and the school year beginning and that was a spiritual low point and i i found myself being lazy and and sleeping in which naturally led to lust and and i masturbated again um and, and it was a struggle then for those few weeks, but school year came. And I, I remember coach asked me to give a devotional to the soccer team. And I thought, you know what? It can't hurt if, <laughs> if so far I'm two for two on, on guys that I've talked to about this saying, yes, I struggle too, but don't know who to talk to. Um, I, odds are pretty good that guys on my soccer team are in the same boat. And so I said, all right, gentlemen, here's where I've been. Uh, here's where I'm at. And I, I'm encouraged because because I've seen victory and, and I want all of us to walk in victory and be there for each other. We're going to be together three hours a day and a lot of time on the weekend. So uh, let's push each other. And man, again, you say the word masturbation in a group of 20 guys and everyone just stares at you like, what? Um, and can you blame them? Again, it's <laughs> nobody wants to talk about it. It's not normal. And yet after that day, I had four or five guys sending me these texts or pulling me aside later. Dude, that was so good what you said. Or, man, that was so applicable. I so needed that. Yeah, let's go. I'm ready to fight. And and that was, again, it was so encouraging. It was like, okay, I, I'm not the only one. Um, there is support to be found. And, and victory can be had. Uh, and, and after just so many years of not having that, um, how exciting. And so that was another great season of life. I, I went six months. Um, and again, I, I should pause and say that the whole time or counting the days thing, I know that has some utility, but it also falls. It's not a super healthy thing. Um, because 
the devil can use it as a, a, a trick against you. Like, oh, you just went 180 days and, and now you're back down to four. You might as well just sin again. So uh, when I say that, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that your day count is everything. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying that was the, that was the length of time and, and the encouragement, uh, that I had. Um, now after, after those six months, I, the the soccer season and a basketball season ended and it was kind of the same thing it was a a spiritually um i don't want to say low time but it, it was just it was kind of the last few days of school and and you're just trudging through and some of you who have played sports probably know that when you have or any extracurricular when you have more things on your plate you're more efficient um and and when you have less things on your plate you say oh i could i got all the time in the world well all the time in the world leads, led me to poor time management, and 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 that kind of spiraled again to the this combination of laziness, of apathy, and eventually back to masturbation, um, and and that was the struggle then for several months, and and there were times when when victory would come, I I would be with someone for some time where I could have these conversations, and and then if if I wasn't having these conversations regularly and I wasn't seeking God, um then that was the struggle. And so it was really another two years then, another year and a half to two, that the struggle was up and down, high and low. It could go for several months and then and then back into it. Um, and boy, that's that's discouraging, especially when you know, man, you know what happened back then? I was I went for a half a year and now I you know now I can't make it three months. Um, I know I know there were several problems in the way I was thinking about things, but that's just where I was. And so eventually that led into, after that year and a half, finishing up college, uh, got engaged and got married. And I can honestly say that marriage was a massive help for me um, because, because I, wasn't, I wasn't seeking out hardcore images. It wasn't like I had a bajillion of those in my mind, although I did have them. Um, all right. I, I did have softcore images again, like I said, that I picked up and, and the ones that you just, you collect and, and it's, it's hard to forget. Um, so I got married and, and, and with the sex, the God given sex, the marriage brings, um, that, that virtually was the hurdle that I needed to beat the sin once and for all. Now, even since being married, uh, nearly three years now, um, I was not perfect. There were, there were two times in in the first two years, uh, where I fell, and looking back on those, you say, well, you know, why would you do that? You're married. Um, looking back on those, it was honestly more emotional times when I was emotionally down and looking for a high, um, than than even lust. But all that to say, you know, I'm I'm super thankful for my wife. I'm super thankful to God uh, for giving a a righteous sexual outlet, and. And so now, you know, it's it's been over a year since the last time I've I've had a struggle, and not not that that's a bragging thing because it's definitely not. And I'm I find myself still tempted occasionally, but uh, praise be to God, that's not that's not the toughest battle I'm fighting um, anymore. So again, hear me, I I want to be absolutely humble in saying that that dart still gets thrown, and I still have to fight that, um, and I I may fail again in my lifetime, um, uh, in the next year, who knows? You know, by the grace of God. Uh, I could walk at sexual integrity, but if I take my eyes on him, off him, the ditch is always right there. Um, and and two, I I just want to encourage you, whoever you are listening, uh, wherever you are, victory victory can be had. Um, 
So, <laughs> I, I say that, now that 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 primary struggle with lust of, of physically acting out of masturbation, that is not my number one spiritual struggle. Now, my number one spiritual struggle is laziness, and I find that so crippling, and a lot of the same cycle um, of the guilt and, and failing and, and promising God, I'm going to be a, a super diligent worker, and I'm going to do this at my house and do this at my work, but um, the struggle goes on. So, with all of that being my story, I, I want to draw a few observations just to, to kind of wind things down. Okay, number one, not talking about it didn't help at all. <laughs> but a judgment-free, like grace-filled space to talk about sin with the brother in Christ was so freeing. So if you don't have that, you need to get it. And it's not, it's not a hug fest where you embrace each other's sin and say, it's okay, you're going to be all right. No, you still hate the sin, and you push each other to fight it, but you're not beating each other up for for having sinned. Um, and that's when you don't talk about it. That's kind of the, the aura that's given off, or that can be given off at a church uh, or in a Christian community. So, one, talking about it, that's... <laughs> That's that's just huge, and that's part of the reason I'm recording this today. Uh, let's talk about it. Um, two, a a healthy view of of struggle with sexual sin was so hard to come by, and I I wish I would have embraced a long term view of sanctification rather than a short view. And and what I mean mean by that is I I don't have to answer for tomorrow or next year or the Wesleyan fifteen years. I've got to answer for today. That's what God wants. And and these resolutions and vows like, oh, I can't believe I fell one more time. Um, you know, God, I'll never do that again. Although that may not be a bad thing, it's not realistic <laughs> most of the time. Um, and, and then it can come back on you. I, I firmly believe the devil will use that to cause greater guilt. So that's, again, that's not to say it's okay to sin. Um, but that is to say that God cares about you. And you have to walk with him today, all right? If you make it through tonight and, and and you wake up in the morning and you walk with God, then that's all you've got to do. <laughs> that's all he's got, He's asking of you. And if you did that, then you were walking in sexual integrity. Um, and if you failed, God still loves you. Your sin's not big enough to throw off his love. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Um, and, and he knows you're going to sin. He he knows all he knows all the other times that I'm gonna sin through laziness or lust or or name it, um, and so again I, I say I wish I would have taken a long term view of sanctification and not just been a, looking for a quick fix or silver bullet and that's the tendency we want to just be like, God take this away from me why like what do I need to do to, <laughs> to stop struggling with this, um so embrace a long term and I, man I'm halfway through a book um on. Pornography and Lust by Joe Rigney, and I, I want to do a review on it eventually. It's phenomenal. You definitely need to get in and read it. But he says your your direction on the road to sanctification and holiness matters much more than your speed. Okay? <laughs> your direction towards holiness matters more than your speed. And, and we want the speed to be quick, but it isn't. It's slow. God sanctifies us slowly. And so the important thing is, Am I getting back up and running to God? That's that's the question you need to ask yourself. And if you are, then you're going to be okay. His arms are there. He's forgiving. Confess your sin. Be genuine. 
and and know that his love is there for you. Okay, <laughs> that was point number two. That was a lot. Um, but a, a healthy view of sanctification, not a quick fix over a bullet or, or short-term view. Um, three, I, there were just so many, so many times where I needed to know that freedom was possible, that, (laughs) that I could go time and, and not be like, oh, I, I just have the urge to, to give in to masturbation again. Um, I, I just needed that preached to me. And so you might need it. Freedom is possible from whatever sin it is, laziness, lust, anger, pride, um, God gives victory. It's there. It's it's more than possible. Uh, and and lastly, and this is a big one, I wish I would have used more scripture memory to fight sin. Um, I I believe that this is the ultimate antidote to to temptation. And we see Jesus quoting Deuteronomy: um, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God." And so I. Yeah, I wish I would have just memorized more scripture specifically about lust um, and and used it to fight. And, you know, it's it's hard without accountability. It's hard to keep that on yourself, but I, I still wish I would have done it more. So <laughs> that's my story. I, I feel like there's a lot more things that I could say um, and a lot more things I, I'll probably wish I'd said, but hey, future episodes. And so, one, I, I hope you can find some things to relate to, uh, or, or be encouraged by. Um, and, and two, I, I hope you know the love of God, even in our sin. Um, that's, that's what we need to know. That's what we need to hear. So before wrapping up, uh, just a couple of announcements. Uh, like I said, got the new name and photo, the battleground podcast. Uh, and so I'm, I'm excited for all of that. And um, number two, I want to shout out to my friend Adam J. You know who you are. Uh, thanks for the encouraging text and encouraging words. Um, it's a big help if any of you who are listening can can find an episode and share it online. Um, that uh, that does wonders for the podcast. But here I am sounding like a regular stereotypical influencer asking you to like and subscribe. Uh, what can I say? Guess I'm a little guilty, but all the support really does mean a lot. Um, and with that, I'll say this is the fourth week where we've gotten an episode out. So the the steam is starting to pick up, and I hope to keep it rolling. Hey, I want to close today by reading Romans 5.8, a, a verse about God's love. And I hope that you will think about it in regards to your struggle with sin. Romans 5.8, But God demonstrates his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. If Christ died for you while you were still rebellious and and living a life of your own apart from God while you were still a sinner, um, how much more is his love for you now that you are one of his children? And and if you're not, put your faith in him and he will adopt you into his family. Um, there's nothing that could stop his love. He, he shows his love and that even while we're sinners, Christ died for us. Well... Thank you for tuning in today. I hope that the episode has been an encouragement. Until next time, keep fighting.